0: How many times have you told yourself, today, I'm going to be good? Or, you know what, today, I'm only going to have two cookies after dinner. And then you find yourself going back on your word to yourself. And then you feel like a big old failure. Or how many times have you tried to lose weight, and then fell off the wagon three weeks later? Or maybe, maybe you gained all the weight back? How many times have you run out of steam on the new diet plan just to feel like a failure? We have all experienced that from one time to another. Failure just stinks. It hurts. And the fear of failure often holds us back from trying in the first place. So today we are tackling failure. What exactly is it that we're afraid of? We'll talk about my personal story around failure. We're going to address the five-step process to make failure your friend and the three-letter word to help you address your thinking and turn around what you're making failure mean so that instead of holding you back, you can use failure as the rocket fuel for your weight loss journey. Ready to flip the script on failure? Let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I am so grateful that you are here today. Thank you so much for listening and just for being who you are and for bringing all of yourself and your gifts into the world. I want to honor you for that. So thank you. Okay, today we are talking about failure. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic, right? So um, I was talking to a client the other day, and she was feeling so frustrated because she had like, I mean, I'm gonna say like three, three and a half weeks she had been like rocking it, totally on track, and feeling really great with the foods that she was eating and the sequence, and you know, stopping eating relatively early, and she was feeling really good in her body. And then she uh, had kind of an emotional day. Um, she, you know, she, she didn't really necessarily have that awareness in the in the in the moment, um, but by the evening, she found herself kind of overdoing it with the sweets with sugar and ice cream. And she just felt so miserable the next day just Oh, God, I should know better. I know not to do that. Why? What is my problem? And you know, that that kind of idea can come up whether it's a, you know, I was doing great for a couple of weeks, and then I fell off the wagon, or I had a great plan first thing in the morning, but by 530, my plan was already wrecked. And so you know, what the heck, I might as well just what eat whatever I want anyway. Or it can be even kind of on a larger scale of I have tried to lose weight in the past, I've had success, but every single blanking time, I end up getting the weight back. And it's so frustrating. And failure just, it, it can wreck our mindset, and it can freeze us in our tracks. You know, I, I recently shared on the podcast here how I've worked a lot on my relationship with wine over the years. Um, certainly, I've worked on my relationship with other kinds of food, like bread is a big one. Um, but wine has been that that kind of one food that's really, not food, drink, you get it, that's really been a significant, mm, you know, kind of like mental challenge for me. I mean, oh my gosh how many times have i felt like i failed at my plans to quote do better ugh i mean trust me i have tried all sorts of rules and guidelines to follow whether it's from like i'm going to have a glass of water or i'm only going to have x amount um, or i'm going to measure how much i have or only have a glass of wine on these nights and not those nights and all these rules and i've failed so many times and How many times have I woken up at one in the morning or five in the morning and looked back at what I had the night before and been like, why? I know better. Why did I do this again? And it took me a long time to get to changing my my process around getting to the root of things by working on my thoughts and my definition of progress and my definition of failure. And to be honest, I still fail to meet my perfect expectations all the time. I mean, that's, that's perfection for you. Like it's not possible. But I want you to know I fail all the time. But what's different, though, is I have changed my relationship with failure along the way. And that has made all the difference. So I want you to hear this. Failure is feedback. Now it's nice that that alliterates, but here, hear it again, failure is feedback. So these days, when I happen to have a day where I didn't end up following through on the plan that I had for myself. Instead of waking up thinking, why did I do that again? And instead of launching into that familiar shame and blame spiral of doom, I wake up and the initial thought is still the same. My brain is very well patterned to go down that old path of why did I do that again? Your brain probably is too. Our, our neurons, you know, that uh, neurons that wire together fire together literally the myelination in the brain like there is a pathway and so my brain still goes there but I have learned to stop and change directions after that first thought so please know this having that first thought of why did I do that again is not a problem but it is an invitation to change the direction so now I have practiced over time instead of indulging in beating myself up I've gotten good at practicing being an investigator I am looking for patterns. So for example, I'm asking myself things like, weird, what led me to going off my plan last night? You know, did something stressful happen during the day? Was I just not paying attention? Was I operating on autopilot? You know, was there a part of me that wanted to check out and not pay attention? And the answers to these questions have really surfaced a lot of interesting data. So here are some of the things I have noticed. First, I have a story in my mind that Mondays are hard. and so the story in my, my, my brain says on Monday evenings I deserve a break at the end of the day. I've also noticed that I have a story in my mind that Fridays are finally the end of the week and so I deserve a break. So that's an interesting story to be aware of and question do I still want that to be true? I've also learned that if I have a glass of wine or a snack or something, while well, I'm doing something else, like particularly looking at my computer or making dinner, then I am much, much more likely to have more than I planned. And so by being curious, these are little you know nuggets of data that have helped me be more aware in the moment. And so I can change my choices moving forward. But you know what else I've learned? I've learned to look at those moments that when I want more, when I want to have like another glass of wine or something like that, but I decide, you know what, I'm actually done. Those moments I've decided to look at as a huge victory, no matter how much came before that. Every little moment like that is a win. It's like a bicep curl for my brain. I've learned to look forward to that discomfort of wanting more and allowing that feeling to be there without acting on it in the same way that I kind of look forward to the burn of a good workout. like I don't necessarily love the way it feels, but I know I'm getting stronger. When I think of it like a workout, that help, that helps me realize that even though I don't love the feeling of this discomfort, it's a good burn. It's a good discomfort because it's helping me grow and it's helping me get stronger. Also, I've learned to proactively practice in my mind, leaning into that discomfort ahead of time. Like in the morning when I'm meditating, I imagine, okay, what's it going to feel like later on tonight? I imagine myself being like, oh, this doesn't feel good, but it's getting me stronger. I imagine feeling that victory when I allow for the feeling of discomfort for two minutes, for four minutes, for 11 minutes. I can get in mental reps before it ever gets to be five o'clock. And so I've already practiced what I want to feel in the moment. I practice feeling discomfort and I practice telling myself, this is like the good burn of a workout. It's maybe not comfortable, but it's still really good. And I am working on re- the rewiring, it's a tough word to say, rewiring those neural pathways in my brain. I am working on getting new, re- new neurons to fire together and wire together. And I'm creating a new relationship with failure. And you can too. So let's get into this. How do we create a new relationship with failure? First of all, let's normalize it. Everything that goes on in your brain around failure is completely normal it is not your fault, you are not broken. But let's, let's look at this in in more detail. Like what exactly are we afraid of in the first place? What are we trying to avoid? Because I'll tell you, we are not afraid of failing. We've done that plenty of times already. The act of failing is not the problem. You may be saying like, No, I'm pretty sure it is. Work with me here. You have failed countless times and survived. I have failed countless times and survived. When you were learning to tie your shoes, you failed to tie your shoes correctly many, many times. Imagine if you were learning to play the piano or learning a new language. How many times do you think it would take you a failing in the process of learning? Lots and lots, right? How many times have like I picked up a book that I was planning to read and failed to finish reading the book? Lots and lots. So we have all failed countless times, but in weight loss, the problem is not the failing, it is what we make that mean about us. We make it mean I'll never lose weight. We also add the drama voice into in our heads as well. Like this always happens. I fell off the wagon and I've undone all my progress. And a really good one. I should know better. Mm. So think about think about if you when you're learning to ride a bike, or like, you know, if you have children teaching your kids to ride a bike. Or same thing if you're learning to surf. Um the act of learning this skill includes a ton of failure. Every time a kid falls off a bike, every time you try and catch a wave and fail, it looks like a massive fail. But those failures are actually a crucial part of the process. You could spend a whole day trying to learn to surf and never catch a wave, but that entire day is not a waste that entire day is giving you feedback. Failure is feedback. It's giving you information for how to make little adjustments here and there. And to improve, you're getting closer to learning how to surf with every failure. So I want to tell you a quick story um, that I actually wrote about in my book. Um, This kind of is a microcosm for the idea of failure is not the problem. So the story is comes from 2008, Uh, a woman, a young lady named Heather Doranden, was a track athlete for the University of Minnesota. And she was running the indoor 600 meter uh, Big Ten finals. And she was really, really good runner. She was expected to win. And so the gun goes off, there's only three laps of the 600 meter indoor race. And so gun goes off first lap, she's, I think, in third place, uh, but she's making ground. And so in the second lap, you know, everything's kind of going normally, she's pulling it up towards the front. And just As they transition from the second lap to the third lap, this is the final lap, she pulls in to front, uh, to first place. But like her second step as the first place runner, her back foot catches on her front leg and she falls. And as you can imagine, the other ladies are running pretty fast. And so even though she hopped up real quickly, she was, she went from first place to last place and she was like 30 meters behind the third place person if there's four people But she gets up and she keeps going. It's like, oh, tough luck. You know, when she was running a great race, she had a lot of uh, opportunity. But when you fall, like that's just, it's over. But it wasn't over for Heather. So keep in mind, there's one lap around the track. She's, she's trucking. She's pulling ahead. She catches the third place runner, passes them. She's catch, she's running. And with like 100 meters to go, she catches the second place runner. So there's just a little bit to go. Uh, And she's in now second place and she's moving along and literally with the last step, the last pace of the race, she pulls into first and wins the race. Wow. Here's a quote from Heather. She said, this race is so easily relatable to everyone's lives. I've heard from cancer survivors, people battling addiction, struggling artists, parents, athletes and coaches from every sport. Runners of all ages and ability, the list could go on. I always tell people that this race isn't just about never giving up. It's about discovering what you are capable of when you're given the opportunity to rise above adversity. Dang, that is so good, right? Winning in weight loss is not a matter of running the perfect race with no mistakes. Every weight loss success has mistakes in it every single one winning is a matter of persevering through those mistakes using those mistakes as stepping stones towards your future success when we go on a diet we tend to think that we have to follow it perfectly or we failed because that's what diets do there there is no in-between it's either it's perfect or it's failure we go a couple of days being on track and then we miss a day and we vow a fresh Uh, start fresh the next day, but by 4.37 PM, you know, our resolve has crumbled. Diets set us up for that because they don't talk about what to do when you make a mistake. We create this meaning around our mistakes. We make it feel like we have failed and that we're hopeless and it's never going to work out. And we end up in this constant cycle of starting, failing, stopping, and starting all over again from scratch. And so much of our journey becomes about rebooting And that is incredibly unproductive. The fact is mistakes are not, quote, just part of the process that you need to get through. Instead, mistakes are a crucial part of the learning process of weight loss. You need those failures. Just like a a kid learning to ride their bike needs to learn what happens when they fall down so that they can learn how to avoid that. They can learn what to do differently next time. Same thing with the surfer. Same thing if you're playing the piano. Any skill takes failure as feedback to learn and grow from. You cannot succeed long term without the missteps and the learning. Mistakes are not failures. They are opportunities. They are the all-important stepping stones that guide you from where you are to where you want to go. Making mistakes is how you learn to look at what happened with curiosity rather than judgment. To be an investigator, to look for those patterns and be like, what was going on? Just, just like I talked about with, with wine, you know, was I just trying to check out? Like, was there something that I was avoiding? Um, was I busy and multitasking and I just wasn't paying attention to what I was eating? All of this is data that can help you next time when you face something similar in the future. Honestly, the only true mistake is when you're using that misstep as evidence of why you cannot succeed. You cannot talk to yourself that way. The dialogue in your head is so crucial. Honestly, if there is one key skill of weight loss that can change everything for you, it is this learn to look at each mistake, each slip up, each overeat, each extra slice of birthday cake, and ask yourself with compassion and curiosity what can I learn from that? Every mistake is a gift it is an opportunity. And so I want you to look, instead of failure, instead of calling any mistake a failure, call it an opportunity. It's like when I was in high school, my mom used to tell me that what I was learning in school was not necessarily about what I was learning, but more about learning how to learn. It's like the the framework. And so this is the framework of the the skill of weight loss is taking a mistake because they're gonna happen and use it to your advantage learning the system or the pathway for improvement is just as important as learning the subject matter itself. So that's what we're doing here. So the five step process to weight loss is ready number one, try something new. Number two, mess up. Yep, expect it. Number three, ask yourself with kindness and curiosity and compassion. What can I learn from this? Number four, use that answer to inform future choices. And number five, repeat. That's it. One, try something new. Two, mess up. Three, what can I learn from this? Four, use that to inform future choices. Five, do it all over again. That is the meta skill of weight loss. If you can keep doing that one thing consistently, everything else will fall in place over time. Now, our five-step process helped us address the actions, which is great, definitely a start. But we've still got that not-so-friendly voice in our head. For me, it was the 3 a.m. voice that says, why did I do that again? And the, you know, blame and shame cycle of doom. So we've also got to address the voice in our head and how to shift what are we making this failure mean? Is it failure or is it feedback? And I would like you to remember the art of turning failure into feedback. And then when I say art, that's acri- actually an acronym, A-R-T. So A stands for awareness. Be aware of the voice in your head. Notice it. Hear it. What is it saying? Acknowledge it. Bring that up into the surface so you can be like, whoa, I, I am not talking nice to myself right now. That is not helpful. Would I say the same thing to my child? Would I say the same thing to my friend? So be aware. The art, A in art of turning failure into feedback, is be aware. Step number two, R. The R for the art of turning failure into feedback is reassure yourself. Reassure yourself that this is normal. All of it is normal. The negative thoughts in your head, failing in the first place, everything is normal. You are a human being. Everything that is happening, there's nothing wrong with you. Make it no big deal. Normalize what you're experiencing, okay? Try not to make it mean that you will never succeed. Make it be like, this is just part of the process. It's part like, you know, when you're learning to surf, you fall down. When you're learning to play the piano, you hit some wrong keys. When you're learning to lose weight, you make some mistakes. It happens as normal. So the R in art is reassure yourself. And then T for the art of turning failure into feedback is think think on purpose. Proactively change that thought. Remember when I was talking about, you know, the 3am voice, it still comes up. The first thought is, "Why, why did I do that again? That is normal. It is expected. But you have to proactively take control of your thoughts and choose what you want to make it mean. Choose to think, okay, that's really interesting. I wonder what was going on. Choose to be an investigator. Choose to be a scientist and collect data Choose not to tell yourself that same old story of making it mean I'm a failure. This is never going to work. This always happens. I blew it. Try these thoughts on instead when you're T-ART, A-R-T, thinking on purpose. Try these thoughts. Maybe, Maybe I believe in my ability to get the result I'm after no matter how long it takes. No matter how many times I have to fail or what I have to learn, I believe in myself and my ability to learn and I've got my own back. So when you are trying to work on that voice in your head of what am I making this mean? Remember the art of turning failure into feedback, a be aware, have awareness of the thoughts in your head, R. reassure yourself that this is normal, normalize it, you're human, this is this is part of the process of learning. And T, think on purpose, proactively take charge of those thoughts and decide what do you want to make it mean. And remember, Look for evidence that you're making progress all the time. In fact, I'll tell you a secret. I I keep a chart. Um, it's got a calendar and you know check boxes. And every day that I make positive progress in my mental mindset, you know uh, I, that can be something as simple as in the morning I mentally rehearsed that leaning into that feeling of discomfort of wanting more and allowing it and and not acting on it. That. Gives me credit and I give myself a checkbox. Do everything you can to give yourself as much credit as possible and keep track. Show yourself progress because there are going to be days when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing nothing but failing all over the place. And you need that visual evidence to say, well, I mean, last week I had, you know, four out of five days where I actually did something positive. So always, always, always be looking for evidence to prove to yourself, see, it's working. And the reason why this is so important, I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I want to reiterate it again, is that the neurotransmitters in your brain, epinephrine is the neurotransmitter of effort. And it can, you know, go up and up and up. And then there is the quitting effect. And so there comes a point where your brain will say, this is too hard. I'm not seeing progress. It's not working. I quit. But if dopamine, the neurotransmitter of reward, is present, your brain can tolerate higher levels of epinephrine before reaching the quitting effect. So what that means in non-sciencey nerdy terms is it is so crucial to look for success, to give yourself evidence and examples of, see, I made progress today. I wasn't perfect, and that's okay, because I'm not expecting perfection. I'm I'm a human, I'm expecting imperfection, but I gave myself a little bit of progress each day. Just like learning to surf, just like learning to ride a bike, just like learning to play the piano, just like learning to figure out your brain and how to lose weight and keep it off. Remember, you are only human. You are allowed to make mistakes. You are a piece of the divine. You are completely worthy exactly as you are. Be willing to keep going. You don't have to be confident in your ability to get the results you want before you start. You just need to be confident in your willingness to keep going and to trust yourself and have your own back. Self-confidence is not this amazing talent that creates success. Self-confidence is your ability to know that you can handle negative thoughts and negative emotions and keep going. It's your ability to know that you can handle negative thoughts and emotions and turn them around towards something proactive. Self-confidence comes from knowing that if you fail, that when you fail, you're going to be okay and you know how to treat yourself and how to use that failure as feedback and use it to your advantage instead of using it to berate yourself or use it as evidence that you cannot succeed. Self-confidence comes from knowing that no matter what happens, you have your own back and you will take care of yourself. Here's a quote for you. Failure is the manure that fertilizes growth. It's stinky in the moment, but it can accelerate progress if you repurpose it for its positive qualities. I came up with that on my own. I'm kind of proud of it. Um, Anyway, all right, let's get to our one tiny confident body action step for this week. So I want you to think of a time that you messed up, something that you may have called failure. It could have been last year, it could have been last week, it could have been last night. First, I want you to rename it. Instead of calling it failure, call it feedback. So take the event, rename it feedback. Next, I want you to look for patterns. Put on that scientist hat and look at what happened with curiosity, not judgment. What happened that day? Were you stressed? Were you tired? Bored? Were you just following the, an old habit pattern that you know old myelinated habits that you know your brain was like I I already know how to do this I'm not thinking that's okay again look for patterns Is there a story in your mind that says Mondays are hard so you deserve a, a reward Look for those patterns and use that information to inform you and inform your choices for next time and then this is really important Give yourself credit I'm serious feel proud of yourself for the work you're doing to learn instead of laying into yourself. This is the key it is so 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 important. Remember that dopamine really matters. Okay, there is an entire section of my book, you are a miracle that talks about how to make failure your friend. So if you have ever found yourself beating yourself up because of a perceived failure, then please go check out my book and search for it on Amazon. You are a miracle. By the way, if there's anything in this episode that has helped you, I would love it if you would write a review on iTunes that helps other people find the show that helps other people feel a little bit less alone, like maybe they're not the problem. And your review just might help someone shine her light a little brighter. And before we go, remember, love yourself. Because failure and success are on the same road. Success is just a little further along. But you got to love yourself enough to keep going so you can get there. All right, that's what I got for you this week. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're feeling like maybe you're ready to take what you're learning here on the podcast to the next level, then let's work together. Everyone has a unique story and unique challenges, and there is no one-size-fits-all program that works for everyone. We can co-create the goals and accountability that work specifically for you so that you can feel free of all the mind chatter around your body and start feeling confident in your skin And most importantly, stop waiting to participate in life until after you lose weight. Listen, you were created for a reason. God does not make mistakes. You have something special and unique that only you can bring to the world. If you'd like to explore what that might look like for you, please go to my website and schedule a free call at confidentbody.coach. Or if you're an introvert like me and you just like us to get to know each other a little bit, then send me an email at lizzie at confidentbody.coach. Remember, the world needs what only you can bring. So don't wait. We're counting on you. You are a miracle. So shine your light today.